Putting notes. Just oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're we're live. Um, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Fox Den. And uh, excuse me while I'm clicking away over here on the sides, just trying to get myself set up. Um, we have a very uh, exciting show tonight. There's going to be a yeah. lot of information. Like, do you know a lot about the Akashic Records, Mama? I think that it's just, for me, it's just a drop in the bucket for the amount that I know. So, right. But, right. For, for the most part, everybody's like that, right? Yeah. Like, you know what it is, basically. We like get an that. idea of what it is, and everybody comes up with a different, well, it's, you know, and then they only give you a tidbit. And it's, it's like, we want everything in one spot. Well, this is what it is. This is this is uh, Lisa Barnett in a, in a nutshell. So she knows everything about the Akashic Records and uh, and then some. So she's written uh, four books on the subject, and we're going to be talking about all of those and more. And um, but I would actually like to ask you guys if, could, if you could say a prayer real quick for. Um, Bob, my Bob's mom, her, her building is currently on fire. And I just want to make sure that, you know, everybody is safe and that, you know, hopefully she won't lose all her stuff, you know, things like that. So just say a quick prayer. Um, keep it in your thoughts for Bob's mom. And also another thing, um, Lent has started and we have been serving little Lenten meals. Uh, we just started yesterday. We'll be doing every Friday all the way through Easter down at the lodge in Wyoming. Um, it's a, a pretty much across the street from the Wyoming shopping plaza. And um, it's, you know, pierogies and, and potato pancakes and halushki. It's a good thing I don't like white bread chowder you know, all kinds of good stuff mac and cheese you know so good lent meals um reasonable prices and of course you know you get to see us because we're serving it so um that being said let me get lisa's um bio video and get her on the show because i'm sure you guys have a lot of questions i got a lot of questions about akashic records This week in the Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D, we welcome Lisa Barnett. She is the founder of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, a best-selling author of Akasha, Your Soul Has a Plan, From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life, and the Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. She is also an internationally recognized teacher with more than 30 years experience in the Spiritual Healing Forum. Through her school, Lisa shares resources to bring clarity and healing to you by using the ancient yet accessible Akashic guidance. Lisa draws on the healing energy of the Akasha for her clients, and she will share that energy with you today. Lisa specializes in empowering individuals to find greater fulfillment, happiness, abundance, and ease in their lives by aligning with their soul path. She helps you realize how your soul contracts can create and affect your relationships. How unseen karmic patterns may act as a block in your life and how past life vows can hold you back. Lisa has developed an amazing program that helps ordinary people learn to access their personal divine wisdom so that they can experience lasting transformation. She provides her students with the knowledge to access their own personal soul records, as well as how to complete karma and vows by incorporating information and healing tools from the Akashic Record. We welcome you, Lisa, 
and everyone to the Fox Den. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Fox Den. Thank you so much. Thank you for creating that beautiful video for me. I love that. Oh, you're welcome. I, I try. I do my best. I, I have fun with those. You know, it's like my vision of everything, you know, so my little slides and all. Uh, I always want to say hi to Mary Jane and everybody else that is joining. Anger Center, Latino Psychic Visions. Hey, guys. Hey. I don't know if that is Faye or Roger, um, but hello. Thank you for stopping in here. Um, so, Lisa. <laughs> and Reverend Lisa, no, no less. Um, and yes, oh, thank you for saying hi to Mama D too, because you know that. Okay, was I wasn't her. You know, a lot to write when it's Mama D. You guys have short and sweet names. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. But but Lisa, so so like what we were talking about right at the very beginning here, like a lot of people know what Akashic records are, like. Cliff Note version, you know, mm -hmm. I don't really know um, how that they can actually gain access to that. Um, I did want to bring up one thing, though. In your book, you did say that we used to, as a race, have um, access to the to the records, and then the Dark Ages hit. So those are my questions. Okay, what are the Akashic records? Who are the keepers? What happened in the Dark Ages? <laughs> Great questions. So the Akashic records are so much more than past lives. I know so many people have said to me over the years, that's about past lives, isn't it? And I don't really care. Well, it is a, the Akashic record is the recording of your soul's journey from the moment you individuated from source uh, through all time, space, continuum, all the lives you've had here on earth, which is hundreds and hundreds for most of us, lives have lived, lives in between, in different kind of energetic multiverses, as well as, as um, star seeds, other planets and places and dimensions. So we are so much more than most people ever imagine. All of that is recorded in the energy of the Akasha. Now, Akasha is a Sanskrit word that translates roughly to sky or ether. So I like to say, if you imagine that um, you have an automatic kind of uh, video camera that runs all day, all night, video every, everything you've ever done, and it automatically is uploaded to the cloud, you know, every night while you're resting. And Anytime you want, you can kind of go, gee, I wonder what I was doing, you know, 10 years ago. What was I like? What was I feeling? What was happening with my, my relationships or, or, you know, what was I trying to learn? And you could, you could pull that down. You could go into the cloud. You could, you know, right, right, right. That video. So this yeah. is really cool. So like, cause we are energy, we're an energy based being. And then, you know, as, as we've morphed over the centuries, millennia, you know, like you're saying, time, space, you know, all that stuff, that energy still stays. It's just that we are manifested in different ways in order to live that life. And so that life is still ours. 
Yes. It's so still part of your soul. It is part yeah. of who you are. Yeah. Right. So, so like a lot of times, a lot of times, mama, like when we had uh, Chris Lee on. Yes. Right? And he's like a past life regression, progression mm -hmm. therapist. Okay. And he would say that we have these phobias in our life today. And a lot of that, you know, um, begets what has happened to us in the past. So, you know, we get regressed, we find out what it is, and we bring that to our soul family, right? And then it takes it away from our life, and then we have no more fear of that specific phobia, right, in this life. Um, right. Now, you talk about soul families, Right, because that was just kind of touching the iceberg for me. Yes, yes. Well, so so basically, kind of just to take a step back, um, you know, I love the the cloud or a library, but I think it's important for us to realize that we all have our very own private library or cloud space with our own private librarians. These beautiful akashic beings of light, which we can dive mm. into a little bit more. But what a soul family is, is when you have originally individuated from source, you're kind of born in a basket. Maybe there was 30 of you or 50 of you and you started your soul journey. as <laughs> like a pick. Right. With this little family. So this is your family. And as we go on, you know, sometimes we we run around together in general. Um, we are often part of each other's lives again and again. Again, mm -hmm. this is we're very infinite ancient souls. So this is not, you know, five or six lives on earth. This is millions of lives in the multiverse. Mm -hmm. And so our soul family has often played a part in our soul growth and our learning. Sometimes they've been um, the good guy or the bad guy as part of our soul growth. And so um, our soul family really understands us in such a deep way because they've been with us. They've been part of it. Mm -hmm. Now, what I would say about kind of that, that scenario that you mentioned um, the way I see it is if if I have a trauma, say I'm afraid of the water, and then I would go in and ask the record keepers to show me the past lives uh, where that trauma was started and where else it shows up. So again, likelihood if you've lived five or 800 lives, you've drowned a dozen times or more. So there might be the first time you drown. There might be a couple of residual times. Maybe you got drowned as a witch. Maybe you got, you know, Right, 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 right. I'm a redhead. Who knows? And, yeah. <laughs> so actually by um, kind of remembering, realizing, or acknowledging, mm -hmm. that's a big piece of the healing. So, so often for people in like past life regression, they were like, oh my gosh, no wonder I'm afraid. I was drowned. Just right. that acknowledgement. I don't have to be afraid today because I'm not going to drown, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so we let it go, uh, you know, kind of energetically by bringing our consciousness to it, by getting conscious about it. And in the Akashic Records, one of the great gifts is that we're in the quantum field of no time space. And I can actually energetically go to those past lives where you've gotten drowned and clear the emotional pain, trauma, um, 
physical pain, of course, it's not very comfortable to drown. I would not imagine so. <laughs> physical, emotional, mental trauma, all of the above. So yeah. we can do really powerful transformational healing in this energy of the Akashic Records, the quantum field where it's stored. It's, of course, also part of source energy. So it's good to know that your Akashic Record is really part of the information arm of source or of the divine. So mm -hmm. it's all written in that energy and held in that energy, which is important. Your record keepers are pure light. Right. What, okay. what is really strange is like, uh, um, we did a thing with um, Donna Raven. Yeah, Raven. And yeah, and she brought us to these places and past lives and different things. And Mama was actually uh, like a mer person, like a, some, yeah. some sort of a water aquatic being, you know, and I can definitely see that with her because she's just so everything, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the fact that I've had uh, an, an aquatic record being done to me before uh, reading and the person told me about it. Some of the things rang true. And there was a couple that was like, but I mean, you know, everything's a hit and miss doesn't mean I'm going to remember everything. But with Donna, she brought me back, but she let me see it. She, I spoke it. I spoke about what I was seeing, what I was feeling. All right. she did was question what I was, when I would say something, she questioned off that. So I liked that one because it sort of made it more my journey, mm. watching myself in that. So I enjoyed that one very much. And, and was that like a past life regression or was it more of a reading, but she'd tell you about it and you could end felt like you it energetically. Was, it was a regression. Ah, yeah. yeah. Aura, aura, the first, aura. the first one was more of a reading. The one that she did for me the, was another woman did for me was just a reading. And like I said, some of the things sort of rang true. And, and I was like, okay. It just, when I would sort of like dot my eyes across my teeth, it made some sense. Some one or two of them was like, yeah, not so much. But but with Donna, it's like I said, she just sort of she opened the door for me, held it open, and I walked through it. And I was like, at the beginning, I was mm -mm. and then when I was through with it, I was like, okay, I want to cry now. It was so much, it was so much fun. So beautiful. Absolutely. Well, um, and I actually can explain a little bit why some of it probably rang true and some of it didn't. Yes, please. So so every single lifetime you write a plan before you embody mm -hmm. so this is all right book number um one of my new books from last year your soul has a plan and i explain how we write these plans and if you again imagine that you've had 600 past lives on earth alone wow you're not bringing all of that with you. You're saying, no. oh, this life, I want to, you know, bring these gifts and talents. I want to connect with these um, people that are from my soul family. I want to support them. And maybe this one, I want to do some karmic work and clear some old karmic patterns, right? So mm -hmm. we have a lot to do, right? You might make a big, complicated plan. Yeah, so yeah. When somebody when you make plans. Yeah, big, big complex plan. We don't do it all. We don't, we can't finish these plans really. We expect ourselves, you know, we're big infinite beings. We're like, oh, piece of cake. Sure, I'm gonna clear all those karmic patterns. I'm gonna support this person, I'm gonna support that person, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna share that, you know. Um, 
So sometimes yeah. when things don't particularly resonate or ring true, you mm -hmm. might not have brought that into this life's soul plan. Okay. It may be a past life that they can see. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those past lives can be so far, you know, away or so long, right? Like, interestingly, I'm not wearing my mermaid. I looked at my mermaid necklace. I'm very mer myself. So um, I'm mostly water and blue and I have mermaid necklaces and earrings beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. and totally okay. resonate with the mer energy. Yeah. Um, but so some of the other lifetimes I don't resonate with because I didn't intend to bring some of that other past life um, right. information present. So that's possibly, you know, why some of it totally rings true and some of it doesn't totally, but. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So here's a, a question again, I'm kind of going off topic, but still on topic. Um, I met a woman uh, back in 2012 when I first started opening up to my, my spiritual side. And we met on Facebook. There was something she had had a uh, henna tattoo. She's been to a, a Muslim wedding and the henna tattoo was all of her hands. And I think that is like the most amazing, beautiful art form that there is. And I commented on it. And then we just sort of started talking and we became, it's kind of like with Gina. Everything just sort of fell into place with our, with our friendship. There was, it was like, it's like we'd always been there. There was always, there was nothing. She would finish my sentence, you know, and things like that. And one time we were talking and we did a meditation together. And without talking, without pre-planning anything, we just said, okay, let's do a meditation together and see what, you know, see what comes up. And I remember something about her and I being together back in the time of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And it was like, everything just sort of, and it, keeping it to myself. We're not talking, we're just doing it. And when we came through, when we came out of the meditation, we talked about it and we had the same memory. Nice. Wow. So it was wow. like, aha. So I'm waiting for that to happen with her because we just sort of fell into a friendship through our shows. I definitely know we go way back. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, now I'm like, what was my life like without Gina? There's no, there's no before Gina because she's always been there. So it's interesting that how meeting people can right. bring up a memory that you both can. I know. And, and I love, and I love like uh, a venue like this because like you, Lisa being in California, mama being in, you know, uh, Canada and me being in Pennsylvania. And yet here we are. Yeah. You right. know, having a <laughs> right. great conversation. Yeah. And sometimes it's soul family, like having the matching, uh, you know, um, memory of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Then often that's because, again, as we say, your soul family member um, members have been running around with you on this earth and galactically forever, literally. Yeah. And so um, often they'll show up in support. Sometimes it's a long relationship. Sometimes it's a very short relationship. Sometimes they come through to say hi and just let you know and have that experience and confirm some of the um, ex you know experiences, especially when they're more esoteric or spiritual, you know that you're having. And you know they're just a reminder to be like, yeah, there's so much more than just this life. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
No doubt about it. Um, Mary Jane has a question. Uh, what if your plan goes against someone else's plan? Great question. So, you know, when we make a plan, we're not doing it um, in a vacuum either. So when we yeah. make a plan, say, you know, you are, I, I always kind of imagine these kind of funny um situations. The Akashic mm -hmm. record keepers are pure love, pure light, and they are funny because they really are just pure source energy. They have yeah. no judgment. They have no opinions. They've never been humans. Thank heavens. They're just pure love. <laughs> yep. So, you know, a lot of times I do yeah, when I do reading, sometimes people will be nervous, right? They'll be like, I'm so afraid they're going to judge me. It's like, no, they have no judgment because they're pure beings of light and they don't okay. have judgment. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story. I had done a uh, guided meditation at one point, and it was supposed to be to find your spirit guides, okay? Like human spirit guides and spirit guides. But I go through the thing, I go into the cave where you're supposed to sit and be waiting for someone to appear. And I saw a little hole in the cave and a little light shining through. So of course I go after it because that's the kind of person I am, right? Mm -hmm. Way overachiever, way OCD, all of it. And then I, I, I crumble this opening and there's a field and there are foxes on the field. Now fox, I'm the fo fox is my prevalent spirit guide now. Right. Mm -hmm. And they are the keeper of the realm between this and the next realm, you know, into the spiritual realm. They are that keepers of that boundary. Right. So here I am with the foxes and I look up on the hill and I see this big like a stone altar. Right. There's a being is standing there. Right? Oh, I thought it was a human at first because it was long hair, long robes. However, it turned and it, this is what I saw. OK, so. I looked at it, so it's got like this lion-like face, and it and it. I just knew this thing knows every single thing, right? Like, and I'm not supposed to be here, you know. So I'm kind of, I'm staying back, I'm staying quiet. But it just looked at me like it acknowledged me that I'm there, you know. Like we'll meet again, you know. Is kind of like the thing I'm getting, you know. And I just kind of snuck back into my little cave, right? And, but then again, the, the sessions that we have with Raven, Raven brought me to a different place. Now, I came in a different way to this place. And there was that being again. There's that altar. There's a book, and the book is open. And now there's, like, letters coming off of the mm. book like in purple. And then there was a gold wall behind it. And it looked like I could go through that wall. However, again, I'm like, no, I shouldn't do that. You know, and that's, then that's my thing. But now it's like, I want to go through that wall. You know, I mean, I don't know if that was my Akashic record, if that's my keeper, if I don't really mm. know, but it's, um, but it's a, uh, it's definitely interesting to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it it absolutely feels like um, your your akashic record and record keepers. Um, and so the interesting thing is that you know there is no right or wrong, right? So um, when I see the records, sometimes in the very beginning, especially, I'd see kind of a big stone building with big white marble steps, and I'd go up those steps, and and big carved wooden doors would open, and inside, often we do get that sage look. My mm -hmm. 
record keeper looked a little bit more like Merlin. So I had a, a connection to kind of the ancient um, wizard Merlin. So I would see that, but then eventually over time of really consciously being able to access my, my Akash and converse with the Akashic record keepers, the energy shifted to what I would call um, the void, that infinite expanse of the quantum field where there is nothing really until mm. you formulate a question. And then like, that's often what I'll see when I'm doing a reading for a client. And then as soon as they formulate a question, those lives, those images, oh, that really information, it all just drops into me. And often it's little clairvoyant. Um, I might even get a flash of two or three different lifetimes and the record keepers start to talk to me. So I hear, not in a big booming voice, but in that, that kind of subtle voice in your head, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really sound like you. And so you know it's not you, right? Yeah. And of course, obviously with practice is what I teach. Right. So, um, you know, it's a different, um, it, you know, it starts to come together, this information that you can start to access. So people often so have it. If everybody can do this, everybody can do this in their own time, right? I mean, th there's no time limit or, right. you know, some people can leap ahead and some people it might take longer. Um, I don't know if that's the difference between the age of a soul, you know, or. You know, there's a whole combination of these kinds of things. Like, of course, if you are a very old soul and you've come part of with one of those big purposes to help humanity evolve, mm -hmm. Well, you usually have a clearer, stronger um, connection, right, into the Akash. You've probably been an oracle. You've been a seer. You've been all these different things. You hone these gifts in different uh, lifetimes. So um, that is definitely, you know, kind of part of it. Although I'm going to say that I've had lots of students who are just starting on the spiritual path and they see me on a show like this and they get interested and they just jump in and take one of my online courses and, and really quickly start to get information. So sure. the record keepers say it is everyone's birthright to have access into their Akashic records. Mm -hmm. and it can still be a process but you know i, I let me um i want to yeah, let me get, i'm gonna get that question yes yeah and i want to finish um answering uh, mary jane's question because it's really a good one because we're talking about you know what if your soul plan goes against somebody else's but we yeah. literally plan this with um you know sometimes 50, 100 other souls that might be our parents, our spouses, our children in the future, our best friends, these people, soul family members that we are going to work with in different mm -hmm. times and places. And so um, we actually, even if it can be a challenge, it can be really uncomfortable, it can have karma attached, which means mm -hmm. you might write a soul contract with a parent to help them with some of their karmic patterns, right? So maybe you're coming in, you have a you have a beautiful angelic human energy, you're coming in in service to this family. You have a parent who has some challenges, health challenges, or maybe they have addictive patterns, they're alcoholics, or, you know, um, mm. they have, you know, money issues, it can be anything. And we have come in to be in support to them 
So even though it might look counterproductive, mm -hmm. right, that child with the, say, alcoholic parent or whatever health challenge, that can be very traumatizing to that human child. As that big soul, we're like, yes, I want to go help. I'm going to help break them out of that pattern. Yeah. I'm going to be the light and they're going to get it, right? Yeah. Um, so it really is part of the plan. Again, you know, that's that's how come it's a whole book. <laughs> yeah. And the book is great too. I love the way that you have it set up to every, um, when you start with your chapters, you know, you're going through the things, but at the end you have exercises and prayers and, you know, things to personalize this chapter for you. And, and it's going to, and this can be what is true today might not be true in next year or next week. Yeah. Or whatever. So this is an ongoing book. Now, after reading this book, and like I said, I read it today and, and I, and I, I'm a fast reader, everybody, but I mean, I, I kind of got the, the drift of everything anyway, but however, I do want to go back and go slower in, in yeah. work these exercises more. And there were prayers and there were this and there's that. But at the end of the book, there's a lot of space that you left for journaling. Right. Which is right. really important. I've always, I, I, I can't enforce that enough on journaling, how important that is. Um, because again, you're going to change. But these thoughts, these intuitive ideas, these things that keep coming into our lives constantly through our dreams, through our our spirit guides, mm -hmm. whatever, these ideas are constantly bombarding us. Write them down, you know, because this can be your future. Right? This can be something that you're going to be doing in the future, whether to help yourself, help your mankind, help your friends, help, you know, whoever. Um, and it can just, and it starts with a little idea. And you don't know what that idea means, you know, yet, mm -hmm. but you have it. So you're getting it for a reason. Write it down, you know, right. write it down. Absolutely. And, and actually it's a big piece of what I teach. So, um, the, I, I published two books last year, so I did a lot of writing. <laughs> so the other book is called, um, Akasha. It's a part of the common sentient series and it's, we it's love the common sentient series. So it's also very fun because the first part, I really talk about what are the Akashic records, who are the Akashic record keepers. I dive, you know, deep into that in that first um, part. And then the second part has stories by 20 other people. Honestly, some of them are students that I've taught. Um, many of them are people who kind of have Akashic dreams. Sometimes it comes through in a dream. Sometimes it comes through as a download. Sometimes, you know, it comes through as that small voice, that intuitive knowing, that clear cognizance. That's why it's so important to write those down, right? Right. And in this book, I I also teach my um a little bit of a shorter version of my five-step wisdom prayer system. So if you want to just get started and play with accessing your own Akashic records and the um, infinite wisdom of the Akashic records is just a full book about my five-step wisdom prayer system. So the record keepers asked me all those years ago to start a school and to teach this information to humanity. And that's been my sole purpose now for the last 30 whatever years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, did you feel honored to be, so, I mean, it, it's like, 
At first, were you scared of that? Like, this is a huge responsibility put on your shoulders, you know, and obviously you're doing it really well. Right. And so 30 years ago, I was, you know, a mom in the suburbs. I was just, you know, I (laughs) I was a mom. I'm like, I think you guys have the wrong woman. (laughs) I was spiritual. I I had studied um, energy healing um, for eight years. I had a healing center kind of in this little suburb that I live in in California. And um, but I thought, who am I? You know, I heard them talking to me, but I I didn't know who it was because, again, 30 years ago, nobody talked about the records. Yeah, Right. It it took me about five years to figure out who the heck was even talking to me and giving me all this information. So when they said, you know, help us anchor this energy back on the planet. And again, I'm like, who am I? You know, (laughs) you got the wrong lady. I got babies here. I'm busy. (laughs) But, you know, to me, it's part of the question. So I said to them, well, I mean, that's an honor. Thank you for asking me to help you. Why me, right? Why would yeah. you ask oh, me? Gosh, Who yeah. am I? What the heck, right? And that was, you know, this is honestly how I've gotten a lot of stories and information about the great from the greater Akasha. Um, is they said you were one of us when you first individuated from source and you started your journey, you started your journey by going into the Akasha record and helping other humans or other souls. You're going, you're, you're like full circling it, right. Right. So you were a record keeper in the beginning and I was so floored. But then, you know, it it made sense to me in a weird way because I was also born very awake. So my first memory at three years old was realizing I was trapped back in a body. So not only was I telling my mother I want to go back, Oh, three, oh. but and I also, didn't know what was going on at that right, point. Right? Poor mom, she's like, oh, God. "You're home, honey. Everything's fine. <laughs> Great, I have a crazy child." You know? uh, right, <laughs> right, right. I know, and now that's what. Like, thank God today, there's so much information out there now. You know, right. I too. Um, but you know, it's because of the information because of shows like this, because of people like you writing the books that you do and the rest of the common sentient people too. They're all fantastic people. And you can all see them at a big expo going on in uh, April. You, the, um, yeah, the, what, what's, what's it called? Um, Living yeah, Expo. Yeah, New Living Expo. New is, Living Expo. Yeah, in, uh, just north of San Francisco. Um, it's April 19 through 21st, I believe. So come out and see us. There's a bunch of us. We've got a panel. We're doing some a past life panel, a, a mystical journeys panel with the common sentience um, authors. So um, yeah. a bunch of us. You have if you don't know what they are, look up the common sentience uh, series. It's a bunch of authors. That all the books are fantastic. Yeah. And I put the link into the chat room for the New Living Expo. So go check it out. Oh, great. Yeah, great. yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'll be doing yeah. readings there. I've got a booth. Oh, I'm doing Akashic readings. So I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm no, I want, I want, I want to do, I want to do a session with you. Um, yeah. but, but let me, I want to ask this question before this gets too far gone. Um, Reverend Lisa, how do you access the records? If, if it is through meditation or mediumship, psychic ability, those lines. 
none of the above. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, what the record keeper said to me is that when they said, will you help us anchor the Akash back on the planet? Um, and I said, you know, right, how? And they said, we'll give you um, vibrational keys in the form of sacred prayers. So they have now given me over these last many, many years, um, I'm trying to think, eight, um, six, eight, ten, ten, ten access keys to open the Akashic Records. Now, it only takes one, okay. but it's an energetic um, key to move you from kind of this space, 3D space that we're all living in. Just And when you read this prayer, and, and you'll find this in my Akasha book and or the Infinite Wisdom book, um, you read the prayer, you go through the process. I give you my five-step wisdom prayer system, and it literally energetically opens the Akash, connects you into the source um, quantum vibration. Uh, it connects you to your record keepers, your Akashic library. And, and I teach in my workshop or and in my books to start to ask questions. I even, you know, I teach them in the class. I give them in the books. Ask some simple questions. Journal, write it down because a lot of that connection, Claire audience, here's an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Most people um, who are Claire audience, they don't hear it like a voice. Mm -hmm. It comes. Season pictures or whatever. No, no, it'll be kind of, it, it sounds like you in your head. You think, oh, I just thought that up. Because, you know, yeah. it happens you. So it often comes through very soft and subtly. So it's a process to start to differentiate the shift in energy and the shift in the information that they give you compared to what you would actually think. We even do processes like, what do you get before you open the records to that question? And then we open the Akashic records and see what you get from your record keepers. And they really are often very different or similar, but a lot more, right? So we start to notice what's the difference in the vibration. But we also get information claircognizantly, which mm -hmm. means that is just a clear knowingness. Yep. And I have that often every very soft, very subtle comes through your heart. I just know it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. when we start writing it down. Construction. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, I just know it. And then write it down. Building and, it, and it blows <laughs> up in my mind and I see all the parts. Yep. Yeah. And I thought everybody was like that, you know, and they're not. Nope. No, it's part of um, a, a, a version, a type of claircognizance. Some people just really feel it like in their heart. I just know that it's really a solid knowing, like it just dropped in, bang. And for some people, it kind of filters through kind of like an intuitive knowing. It's for many of us, stuff starts out softer until you start to practice and and notice, yeah. you know, what's what. Um, but writing things down again because it's kind of flowing through you so just get out of your head get out of the judgment stop thinking is this me or is this the record keepers and i just tell my students just write everything when yep. you're in the records and you ask a question just write i've right. channeled four books by just writing i'm gonna write it i i've said it for years i have said it for years get it out <laughs> of here get it on paper 
Because if it's burdening you out of here and on paper, it's going to unburden you because it's it's it loses its value as soon as it hits the sheet. Okay, it's it's holding space in your head, and and causing you know it could cause turmoil. It could cause you know I mean many different things. You know all the all the emotions all from good to bad. You know, but get it out of here. Get it on the paper, and then you can decipher it. And you can decipher it in time. You know, yeah, you because remembering it right away. Sometimes when you write things down, and I have written things down, Gina. Sometimes when you write things down and you read it back, it's like. But then a few months down the line, I always say go back and read it again. It's, it's a written record. I I have a I don't like to write. I'm more of a speaker. That's why I always have an audio podcast. Um, is is I'll tape it into something and save it on my computer so I can go as much as I don't like listening to my own voice, I'll go back and listen to it. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting for me. Other people do. I don't. I think it's... Eh. I sound like my mom. <laughs> Not how I, how I hear myself in my head is how I sound on air, but okay. it is what it is. Right. But revisiting, whether it's revisiting a journal or revisiting an audio, that mm. depth of information that maybe you didn't get the first time around. Now you're like, oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. I forgot that. I got I understand what they're saying. Right. So sometimes um, it takes a while for us to understand another level, another layer of information as it comes through when we reread yeah. or re-listen, you know. Yeah. Now you touched on this earlier and I wanted to bring this up too. Uh, karma. What yeah. is karma? What isn't karma? Right. Yeah. <laughs> then, and then you can follow that up with Dharma and Dharma. Okay. Yeah. So karma is not a punishment. I think that's kind of the biggest message that is important for everyone to get. So mm -hmm. I know that so many people have had very traumatic lives, maybe, a, you know, a, They've been abused or just all sorts of trauma in our planet. Mm -hmm. Just not to mention even COVID for a couple of years was its own trauma. Everybody, everyone, I don't think there's one person on the planet that has not been traumatized in some way or another. Yeah. So we often take it personally, like I must have been a bad person to have gotten this kind of punishment. But it's actually karma is a way karmic patterns, these challenges is a way for us as an infinite soul to learn and to grow. So that's really what these karmic patterns are about. And mm -hmm. often we revisit them again and again and again and again and again and again, because we're slow on the uptake, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we live 800 lives, because we're a little <laughs> slow on the uptake, right? I'm not getting this. <laughs> right, now. That's right, you know, and we do it all. So, you know, again, if you um, use an example like, you know, the beautiful, um, you know, light being, all souls truly are beautiful light beings. Um, and you said, I want to come in and help this soul who's going to be my dad. And um, I'm going to help him to wake up because he's going to love me so much. He's going to remember he's going to, you know, drop his addictive pattern. He's going to, you know, dump the alcohol. He's going to we're going to have a wonderful life together. That's part of the plan. That's the karmic pattern that your dad wants to work on and doesn't remember. 
um, you know, that's part of your soul's plan to be of service to this other person who's maybe um, part of your soul family. And you come together, you both plan to work on this. Now, maybe dad doesn't remember. Maybe he is, you know, so mm -hmm. kind of deep in the density in his own maybe childhood traumas or other issues of whatever might have happened to him in his life. He doesn't get it at all. Maybe he loves you dearly, but he just can't cope. And he goes off and leaves you and your mom and, you know, there's more trauma. So it's not about punishing certainly you when he's not punishing you. He's not abandoning you. It's not about you. Of his course, issue. it's about his challenge to remember the greater truth of who he is as an infinite soul who's here in love. So... Mm -hmm. You know, these things can be very, very painful. Absolutely. Um, but as we start to understand, again, to me, one of the great gifts of learning to access your own Akashic Records is to start to see yourself as this big, infinite soul, to start to realize that you've got four, five, six, seven, eight hundred. I've had like a thousand friggin' lives on this planet. Like I said to the record keepers, what am I, the, you know, rustiest tool in the shed? Am I the lowest on the uptake? What's happening here? Mm -hmm. And they said, well, you know, you've just come back a lot of times to help humanity and humanity hasn't been ready. So here you are again, one last time. <laughs> like, okay, we'll call one it one last time. So here, I got a question in regards to coming back. Um, yeah. I have heard, um, I swear Susan will get to you, I promise. Um, I have heard so many people saying, I'm not coming back again. I am never doing this again. And <laughs> in my way of thinking, it's like, if you do come back, you're not doing this again. You're doing another version of this. So how can, can anybody honestly say, I'm not coming back and not come back? You know, here is uh, the, the interesting thing that I hear about that. So up until now, and I'm going to say we really have just um, broken through some old patterns and programs that have held the earth itself, mm -hmm. you know, as a sentient being locked down with these programs, we have been stuck in the, you know, the karmic wheel of life. We have died, left the planet, hung around in, in levels and dimensions. Mm -hmm. But it was very, very, very hard to leave for good. Okay. Now, what the record keepers are saying is we have literally unwritten, deprogrammed that old um, karmic pattern of life, this wheel of life, so that we actually can get unstuck from the, I have to come back and learn what I didn't learn. I have to keep coming back and keep coming back. That's why, really, I think we have had, you know, six or 800 lives because we've been very stuck. Once we come to earth, we get kind of trapped here, right. but, but there are new that is complete. And the children who are going to come in, in these next, you know, whatever years, a lot of years will be coming um, without karmic patterns because they've, they're ancient souls, but they haven't been human. So they haven't been stuck in the karmic okay. patterns. They're really coming to help us change and, and um, transform the world so that we actually can move into the fourth and fifth dimensions and ascend yeah and then and then then like religion has their feet in all of this as well in all the different kinds of religions and it it's fun to watch these these religions form and 
their belief systems, you know, like Buddhism and Hinduism and Judaism and all, all of it, you know, um, to me, it's all, it's all, all based on one thing, but, you know, branches off into all these, you know, other beliefs of this one thing, you know, like we'll believe all of this except for this and we'll believe all of that except for that. And we'll believe all of this except for this, you know, but this one's like, okay, well, we're going to get reincarnated. Well, this one's like, well, no, you're not reincarnated. All right. You're not going to change into like from a human to an animal, say, you know, but then this one will say, no, you can go back to an animal or you can be a worm or an insect or whatever because of your karma. And, you know, and you have to um, do this and you have to do that. And, and it's just like, where does this information come from? Okay, one thing. And then does it fit in in like an evolutionary lineup with the Akashic Records? Oh, wow. Um, so again, what I would say in general is, is that a lot of the great sages and, and wise, you know, men and women through history have been able to access these realms of the Akash. So I'm going to take a quick pause and just say, the the akashic record was pulled away from the planet during the dark ages because we misused it for our own personal gain yeah right before okay. that it was more accessible especially always to the you know the 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 beautiful humans that were in service who were you know kind of in the seers more psychic more healers all of that mm. and and i think a lot of um i think there was a lot higher energy for big, big amounts of time on the planet where we actually could see angels or fairies and things like that, you know, okay. um, yeah. thousands and thousands of years ago. So as we got denser and denser, they ended up saying, oh, we have to pull this away because people are using the Akashic records to win war, find someone's gold, all that kind of stuff. So, so they pulled it away for about a thousand years. And then they said, it's time to bring it back because now we're going into this new golden age, right? We're yeah. right here on this age of Aquarius. Here we are. Anyway, um, but over all of these years, you know, you have to realize that even if people could download the biggest message, which to me is always that, you know, we're just here for the love. We're here about love. Yeah. Um, then humans came along and rewrote everything. So mm -hmm. every single religion, I mean, you can look back um, pretty easily with things like uh, um, Christian religions and see where the Bible has been rewritten again and again. Right. right. There's an experience of, of, of a man that was called Jesus or Yeshua. And then they start to write about this, what, 200, 300, rewrite it 400, 500 years later. You yeah. know, like, okay, yep. that's all filtered. That's humans. That's it's somebody, it's, it's a human's interpretation. Each person has their own interpretation yeah. of how you read something and how they tell something. So, yeah. yeah. Right. And for their for their own gain, right? We're human. Yeah. Yes. Say, I want yes. to control people. How do I control yeah. people? I scare yeah. them. I make yeah. them afraid. I make them think they're sinners and God's gonna strike them dead if they do something. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've got I've got fear as a control, right? So mm -hmm. bringing in all that fear. Anyway, so it's been going on on our planet really. I'm gonna say for the last 10, 12,000 years. Right. I think so that, they have the same thing. Yeah, same same thing with, with religion to control people. 
Right. And a lot of people need controlling. Right? Right. You, you have to have rules. Otherwise, it's utter chaos and people will just do whatever. Right? You need yeah. rules. All right. End of story. But then some of our leaders ab abuse that. Yep. You know, and that's gone on for centuries and centuries and centuries and will continue to go on. You know, um, a Hitler. You know what I mean? Names unmentioned. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm Canadian. The hope is not. Hope is we're waking up. That's the point for yeah. being here right now. Is yeah. that. Yeah, but we have to do our this. part. Yeah, yeah, we can't just sit back and let the powers that be make our minds up for us or or hinder us from helping humanity or do that kind of stuff. You know, you can't mm -hmm. let that squash your soul, your spark, you know, like like the, the Mama D's and the and the Lisa's of the world that have this just immense and amazing gifts to give to people. You know, don't let that get squashed, you know, by I think that's so what people that like Lisa and, and myself to a certain extent um, are here because for the longest of time of my life, I didn't, I knew, but I wasn't as focused as I am. In 2012, when the, the world came to an end, yeah. um, I, I, my saying was, it's coming to an end as we know it. And that, when the first time I said that, I think that was my opening the door to to my spirituality to my my woo woo and 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 I'm happy you know there are some people who don't accept what I do or say or but you know that's your issue that's not mine um it's I think that we all have to just live and let live and and every religion has a seed of the commonality so every tree grows from a seed so every religion grows from a seed and that seed, each branch of that tree of religion is a different different race of religion, but the common, the base foundation started somewhere the same. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. And it's certainly no reason to kill someone. So, you know. nope. no, there's never a reason to kill anybody unless they can. Okay, fine. See, you and know. all this is because before we came on the air, I said I want to put my hands around somebody's neck because he wasn't doing the drive back now. Okay, I take it back. Susan has an interesting question. Do the yeah. Akashic records link to dreams in any way? You know, for many people, they actually do. So what I would say is that um, I can teach people to access the Akashic records using a vibrational key in the form of a sacred prayer. But some people um, have prophetic dreams. You know, they dream of the future, something that's going to happen. Some people okay. have past life dreams. They'll dream of a lifetime in Egypt or, you know, wherever it was. Um, and those can be us tapping into the Akasha in that dream state. Yeah. So um, it's a harder thing to teach or to make happen but you know in some kind of ways like like um lucid dreaming you know they're a little trickier to try and teach someone how to lucid dream and then to go there so you may have some of those dreams and you know i would highly recommend you try learning to access your own akashic records with one of my workshops one of my books one of my you know now, now this one here the the from questioning to knowing the the prayers to transform your life um mm -hmm. talk about that and what are the types of prayers that are in that book 
And these are these are her four, four books. And AkashicKnowing.com is where you can um, find out more about her. And can you get those books like Amazon? And yes, yeah. I put a link in for the Amazon. All, all on Amazon for probably four different links, but, you know, all on Amazon, all available. Um, so from questioning to yeah. knowing, actually kind of fun, um, Jack Canfield, who really is one of the nicest souls on the planet, yeah. all, um, right. wrote my foreword for this. That's awesome. Oh, That's awesome. Very sweet, 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 kind gentleman. Um, anyway, so what the record keeper said to me, um, I think this was 20... 17, this one came out. Um, they said, it's time to write another book, which is kind of the way they'll, they'll pop in and be like, time mm -hmm. to write another book. And um, the very first book I wrote was The Infinite Wisdom. This is a how to access your records book. So this okay. was book number one in 2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015. So yeah, 30 years <laughs> she's been doing with people, right? Okay. So, you know, she knows her stuff. Anyway, so, um, so they said, you know, time to write another book. And I said, oh, okay, what are we writing about? And they said, we're going to do a prayer book. And I said, really? Prayers? <laughs> yeah, that was your prayers? Really? Okay. <laughs> right? I just I just wrote about how to access the Akashic Records. And, and they said to me, and, and this is very funny to me, because they said, did you forget that for 10 years you were a prayer practitioner? And I was like, Oh my God, I did. I totally forgot. <laughs> I, I was with um, Golden Gate Center for Spiritual Living, the, the Centers for Spiritual Living, um, Science of Mind, Religious Science. They've messed it up because they have too many names, but beautiful, <laughs> um, beautiful energy, oneness. And, and I was a prayer practitioner. I did prayers for people for 10 years when my children were really little. And they said, well, we want you to you know, channel prayers um, to help people. Mm. And so I literally sat down in about three days and I just wrote and wrote, 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 wrote and channeled 73 healing prayers to help you transform wow. your lives. And so the, the way it's broken up is, of course, I always talk a little bit what the records are, but I do have a whole chapter on how forgiveness can heal karmic patterns. So there's mm. a prayer of forgiveness. There's a prayer for healing abuse. There's a prayer for healing family relationships, a prayer to help you um, free yourself from resentment, a prayer to release blame, let go of guilt prayer for courage. So all these different human emotions that we all have, you know, times 73. So which are debilitating to some people, which really are. I've had so many people say to me, I keep your book with me. I open it up every day and just read whatever I, um, you know, whatever I open it up to. And, um, you know, we have prayers, uh, to clear other people's energy out of your field so you can be the sovereign of your body. And um, again, prayer of happiness, prayer of joy, prayer for world peace. <laughs> so so yeah. they are yeah. channeled from the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. Your Akashic Records hold the energy space. So when you read these prayers, People have said to me that they feel the energy. They feel wrapped in pure love. They feel the energy shift. And, and so many um, 
people have written to me over the years about how they have helped to transform their lives to to heal relationships with their you know their siblings or mothers or in-laws you know i've heard mm -hmm. of all of the above so um from questioning to knowing 73 prayers to transform your life um 70 73 so pretty much in there you yeah. <laughs> do it. realize that you've, you given me, you've given me another retail therapy job to do oh yeah me too me too I, I want i want all the books in hand like i have like i have all these papers yeah. and all that i printed out um, they're great but to actually have the book in hand so it's like then you can go over it and yes. and i like oh, to do yeah. it i like for me i my way of reading is if i have the book in hand and i have pdf my pdf i put into my kindle and i have it oh. read it to me out loud and i follow in the book because if i'm oh. just following in the book my eyes get tired and then i'm done Right, right. And I'm not like that. I, so I, I like reading. Book. I like having a book in hand. I like taking yeah. it with me. Oh, I, I can like do that. Look at right. This is just a, such a small. Part yeah, she's got a And I, they're in front of me here. They're on the side over here. They're, they're just everywhere. I, I love books. I just do. Right. I, I'm a fan. I, I like a real book. But these two are actually also in Audible. And so I've had people Ooh. say they like to listen to it. Oh, Thank and you. wait, what am I saying? This is two. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they listen and get the energy. I actually read this one live, right? So it's my voice, my holding the Akashic field. All right. And then people buy the book so they can follow along. Kind of like yeah. you're saying. Or open the book if they want one day just to grab, you know. Yeah, um, because again, things are not going to be the same this week, yeah. next week, next year, 10 years. And you might read it one day and it affects the situation you're in and think, okay, I'm good with that. I don't need to read it again. But then another situation completely different pops up and you read the same thing. And it's like, okay. Yeah. You know I'm going to read right now. I'm going to read what the chapters are in, yeah. in this book. Okay. Chapter one, you were born with a manual. Chapter you're two. Why am I here? This is that's right. Your soul has a plan. And all right, so why am I here? Equals soul plan. Relationships equal soul contracts. Mm -hmm. Completed karma equals soul growth. Talents and gifts equal purpose. Past lives equal wisdom. Trauma equals blocks to freedom. Confusion equals misalignment. Ideas equal soul's plans. Collective gifts equals abundance, soul plan equals purpose, and then you have a chapter on where are we headed. Now, this is really everything. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything, everything in 12 concise, short, you know, that it's not a hard read, people, not at all. You understand every single word she's saying. It's, um, you'll get it. You'll get it just like this. Yeah. Okay. And at the end of every chapter, there are these prayers, there are exercises, there are questions. There's, it's just, it's perfect. It's perfection in a book. And that's why I want the other books now, you know, <laughs> really, 
the, yeah, these and, and really, they wanted me, you know, to do this aspect with the um, with some of the prayers. So some of the seventy three prayers from the other book are in here. In right, so um, confusion equals misalignment. So we put in the prayer to realize what I don't know, and the prayer for alignment. Right. So so the the prayers that will help with that chapter as well as right when we reflect, we make it personal. Right. So what is the challenge you've recently been going through, right? How do I, how do I um, take that whatever confusion or, or sometimes it's upset or anger or frustration? Mm-hmm. How do I realize what that challenge is so that I can start to notice it and, and let it go, right? What are some of your distractions? And then using the healing prayer. So this gives you kind of those tools to start to cl- realize it, right? Bring it into consciousness and then write about it and let it go with some of the um, healing prayers. Exactly. And then like, and two, also where, where you were talking about past lives, Right. Because everyone thinks, oh, the construct is past lives. And it's like, yeah, it is, but it isn't. Right. But, you know, you have, um, do you think you've lived more than one lifetime and why? You know, so there, there's four questions right there that are amazing. And then mm-hmm. a prayer to release past life vows. Now, that that's a subject I want to touch on. These past life vows and, and soul contracts. And um, are they written in stone? Like, can they be broken? Can they be rewritten? Yes. Yes. Yep. The good news is one of the things the record keepers said to me all the years ago, they said, nothing is written in stone. And I was like, wow, that's a relief, isn't it? Nothing is written in stone. You write a plan, you come into a body, you have total Mm -hmm. amnesia, and you get to try and figure it out. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the people that are put in your path are put there for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Crazy things we play with ourselves. But um, so so often in, in other lifetimes, we might have a trauma and we make a vow around it. So um, say you um, were wealthy. Maybe, you know, and maybe in this life, you're struggling to make enough money to make ends meet. You're working mm-hmm. too hard. It's just too much. And so we go into your Akashic records and ask the record keeper. So, you know, past lives, you know, trauma. How is uh, is that kind of karmic pattern, that growth, that learning showing up for this person? Are there contracts? Are there vows? Right. So I kind of ask the record keepers a bunch of questions and then they often I kind of get a bit of a download. So I'll usually um, say I might see three past lives where they actually died around money. And Mm -hmm. then the record keepers will say, we want to clear up some of those um, old contracts and release those vows. So So money's not the root of all evil? (laughs) No. So an example of that is, is that in one life, um, you were wealthy and you were robbed and murdered for your money. And as you're laying there bleeding out, right, because I think people mm-hmm. usually don't die yep. very quickly. Um, yep. You said, I never want to be rich again. Never. That's a vow. I never am going to be rich again because it got me killed. So that energy actually can go on through different lifetimes. That's why and- I'm afraid of marriage, because in a past life I was murdered. I, my dad made me marry for money like a thing right. for 
this this whole thing. And I was killed the day of my wedding and thrown off a cliff. Right, axed, axed, actually axed in the face. I can see the whole thing and thrown off a cliff. And then I, every time, you know, it's like marriage scares the crap out of me still. Right. Well, we can work on that file for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Again, no, I'll get the ring ready. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's one. Maybe that one life you were really rich and you got killed for your money. Another life you were a <laughs> nun and you took a vow of poverty and you said, I will never take money for my God-given gifts, right? And mm -hmm. so, it, you know, at that point you were, you had food, clothing, and shelter. You lived in a monastery. You got to spend your day praying and, and right. you know nursing with people and, and you didn't need money, right? Mm -hmm. um, people brought a chicken or a cow or whatever, right? <laughs> and so, you know, we could take vows of poverty, unlike today, you know, yeah, pay my mortgage with a chicken, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> right? So here's two lifetimes, you know, one you got killed and one mm -hmm. you took a vow of poverty as a spiritual vow. Is religious vows. And then maybe another lifetime, you were again, very wealthy, but you were not a nice person. You had all this money. You were sure everybody was out to kill you or to steal your money or to take advantage of you. And so you were very, you know, a mean son of a gun. And so you never married. You didn't have any friends. And there you are dying, slowly um, dying on your deathbed. And you're mm -hmm. like, I never want to have money. Money made me evil, right? Money made me be a bad person. And so here we've got three kind of big, intense vows around money. So yeah. make sense that you might have challenges around money in this life. Makes sense. We can work on clearing and really we can in the quantum field, no time space, right? I see all of this kind of as just moving energy. Oh, there's that life. Let's pull that out. We'll pull that one out. We'll pull that one out. I'll do healing mm -hmm. around them. I'll clear the the physical trauma, the, the emotional trauma, right? Um, and and burn the vows, release the old contracts because they're actually complete. They're just stuck because stuck. of the trauma. Yeah, stuck, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And yeah. so we can so do all of that yeah, healing. Release these past life traumas, you can move ahead. Right, know? exactly. Yeah. So people are like, it's always cute. People go, oh, I feel so much lighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, you know, and various people do this in different ways. And, uh, but this is, this is like the, the root of everything. This is, this is, you know, the whole source of everything. Mm -hmm. So other people are doing different things, varieties of getting the same kind of results, but not, not actually accessing these records where you can take this so much further. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I agree. It's a depth that we often don't have in other, um, with other tools. So, yeah. you know, the record keeper said that, you know, one of the reasons they wanted me to help anchor it back on the planet again after they had pulled it away because we were misusing it, said, please help us anchor it. It's time. And, you know, again, this is everyone's birthright. And, and this is one of the greatest empowerment tools on the planet because it's so expansive part of source energy. The record keepers help you to clear and release and delete old um, contracts or vows that no longer serve. We can, I teach my students to release the old stuck energy. Mm. And all and of the, the new things, the, the things that, you know, again, those ideas that we have in our head that we write down that could be our future 
vocation, right? This could be your work. This could be your job. This could be your love, your passion, whatever, you know, but just not fulfilled yet. Right, exactly. And to me, one of the beautiful things is, is that, you know, so many clients come to me and they were like, you know, I have a corporate job. I'd really like something else. You know, we can go in and say, so kind of what was you, what were you thinking as a soul? Again, you've already had 600 lifetimes, but what were you thinking about, you know, what some of what gifts and talents did you want to bring back in this life? And, and they're not job descriptions. So part of our purpose is to complete our soul's plan, right? To support all those souls you wanted to support, to learn and grow around all of these challenges. And to share that wisdom that you get with other people to help them again right. to learn and grow and move forward. So, so right. those are big parts, but of course we have infinity to, you know, being healers, being authors, being parents, being inventors, um, you know, being kind of linear science organization. I mean, all these different things, um, but they're all necessary. They're all necessary. And, and there is kind of, part of that written about in your Akashic record so that you can be often, again, clients will say, oh my gosh, I always wanted to write a book, but I just thought that was, you know, like my ego, or I don't know what to write about. And the record keepers will share some in interesting information or wisdom. And they'll be like, oh, like, that's it. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't trust myself. Right. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an issue for a lot of people, including me. Trusting yourself, trusting in ish, go shake your finger at me. Trusting yourself. When I do things, if I have to, if I think about it, the before or the after, I'm like, Ugh. but when I'm in the moment, when something hits me and I have, to, I have to say it, like, especially if I'm on the show, I'll have to say something. And then it's like, but afterwards I, I'll be like, should I have said that? Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know it like mama D side of me. It's like, yes, you have to. But the Darlene side of me is going, hey. yeah, right. <laughs> I get my split personality. Yeah, oh, and no. so much of that but is that so one thing. It's yeah, the, the one thing part. that might not make sense to why you even say things. Sometimes she'll just say something so off the wall. And then it will be like, but it makes perfect sense to someone that's in the chat room going, oh, my God, I needed to hear that. That's exactly mm. what I'm going through right now. Because she's getting these divine messages, these intuitive messages, right? Like that. I'll get them. You get them. You know what I mean? And it's like, do you always say them? No, we don't. But you know what? If you don't say it, write it. You know, um, yeah. because well, it, it, it is a message. It is a message nonetheless. Um, I'll look at that. I that was given to me last year, and I did start journaling in it. It was given to me by a beautiful cotton candy lady with some pens. And um, I did write in it last year, and I think this year I'm going to pick up the pen again. Now, let's get to Susan's question. When you access the records, is it just hearing them, or do you see them in some way? Yeah, great question. So I would say that most of my students have a variety of clairs. Most of us have abilities, right? Mm -hmm. We have clairvoyance, right? We have that inner seeing. We have clairaudience. That means that, right, mm -hmm. you can hear, but most people think they're going to hear somebody yelling at them, like it's coming from outside, like a person in the next room. Yeah. But most clairaudience, as I was actually mentioning earlier, is it's subtle. 
it, it's you in your head. So mm -hmm. it's often quiet. It, it often has a different tonality. Occasionally when I'm really channeling a, um, like a sentence or a paragraph, I really hear it's like, it, it's not the way I talk. It's not the way I speak. It's mm -hmm. the way they speak. So you start to get to use that. So Claire audience is often subtle. Again, we have clear cognizance, that clear knowingness. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of information comes through in that, oh, I just know that. So for me, I'll say I often see a picture. My clairvoyance, I always say, needs glasses. So I'll just get kind of a fuzzy image, right? I like that a lot. And, and then I'll just know the story. And I might, you know, kind of feel whatever, the emotions, um, and, and so it comes through in a variety of ways. So a lot of my students see, a lot of people have some level of clairaudience. Clair a lot of people mm -hmm. access a lot of information clairsentiently through that feeling sense and the clair, um, cognizance, that knowing sense. So okay. everybody's a little bit different. We've all honed different gifts in this life and or in other lifetimes. So that can um, change you know, in that way with time. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, at AkashicKnowing.com, what will people see when we, they go there? So um, they will see everything we've been talking about really on my homepage. You'll see my four books. You'll see the upcoming classes. So I usually try and post course one, course two, and then it goes on to a year long. I teach people to... Um, do readings for clients and become a certified Akashic Record consultant and healer with Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom. So mm -hmm. I train people um, to be Akashic readers. But you start with self-mastery, Akashic self-mastery. You have to learn to read your records yeah. and then get good at it and go deep and understand all the realms and all the things you can do and find and soul plan and how to heal and release all these things before you can go on and muck about in someone else's records, right? Yeah, that's true. That is if you're gonna if you're gonna test on somebody, might as well test on yourself, not somebody right. else. Absolutely. <laughs> well you can't understand it unless I mean a lot of people can't understand anything anyway until they do it themselves. Yeah. Yes. Oh, right. you know. So no matter right, what it, exactly. like, you know and it and it is and, and it takes a while. It's it's a very, very you know deep ancient wisdom. And so it takes practice. When I teach my online workshop, it's like 16 hours. It's not two or three hours. It's not yeah. prayer, good luck. <laughs> you know? yep. yep, right. Here you go. See ya. <laughs> Let me know how you make out. <laughs> exactly. So you really have to um, practice and learn and deepen and, and really activate your clairs. And I do all of that with my um, students in my online um, live workshop. So I have. I usually teach every month or two. I, I try and teach about six to eight course one, my my uh, first course to, to take um, mm -hmm. six or eight in a year. So the next one will be in. I, I'm like, what's next? Um, I think April. I think have a live online workshop in April and there's home study workshops. So you can also go and get the pre-recorded version. So you could go jump on my website, find that under um, products, under home study mm -hmm. and okay. start accessing your records with 
uh, all of my, um, you know, hours, 12 to 14 hours of videos. You can just dive right in with the live videos, 40 plus page manual to take you through it. So yeah, it is, it is there and it is accessible for people. That's, that's, that is so awesome. Honest yeah. to God. And then I, I like to, um, again, I wish I had the book in hand because I have like these things are just kind of scattered. Print it out the pages I, as she goes along. <laughs> I do. I, I do. I, I might as well just print the whole damn book because, you know, I'm just like, oh, I got to print this. Oh, I got to print this. Oh, I got to print this. You know? So I do have a stack and a stack over here too. So, you know, but, but you do have like um, the message from the Akashic Record Keepers at the beginning of this book and in the introduction. You know, and, and it's always, and you have two blurbs that I believe was two, it could be more, um, when they speak to you and they say, dear ones, yeah. you know, so how you're, you're um, relaying the, the message. And I love that. I don't know what it is about the dear ones, wow. you know, that just got to me. Right. And, and it's beautiful because, again, these are pure source energy beings of light. They've never been human. They have no judgments. They have no opinions. And so they often talk to us in that way, you know, dear ones. Um, and we feel it because we feel the love. It's yeah. just pure. Right. Like I, I and I know that feeling because I know I saw it. I saw it when I saw that being, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just like uh, just so in awe. Mm-hmm. Of like, I just know that this being knows everything, and I know nothing. You know, it, it, it was just it's such a. I don't even know how to explain the feeling. Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I feel so minuscule in the vastness of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, so because it is, it is. We are only this one little teeny life in this millennia of lifetimes. And We're one star in the solar system. Right? Yeah. And there are multiple solar systems. So you can just imagine the universes. And we've lived, you know, for so long that we have lived a lot of them. So, kind of an interesting thing that I got when you showed um, the drawing you did of the, the being is that that is, um, it, it is a Pashant, it is a lion being from she, the dog star Sirius. So um, there are lion beings from Sirius who are more lion-y with wings that look like lions, then Pashants are more human looking with kind of that lion face. And um, the um, uh, uh, Egyptian goddess Sekhmet, is that wow right? that's a, that's <laughs> that is really cool because i've asked several people you know because this happened a long time ago that i saw that thing mama you are muted you know that right um but i know the doggies are it's okay yeah they're, they're whining but so yeah she's she's showed that multiple times and you are the first person that has ever put a name to the being hmm. Right, but it, but I mean, it had this. It had a, a robe on, and it had the two like a like a sash on, on the robe too. So it was wearing clothing, you know. Yeah. But with yeah. that long hair and just so ethereal, like not not so solid, but just uh, kind of oh, so weird. Um, 
but the way that it turned and just looked at me, you know, so like hey, it knows I'm there. I know it's there and I know I'm not talking to it. Right. Well, if you look up, um, you can look up uh, Sekhmet, which is, a, you know, Egyptian goddess. Um, very, they're very powerful beings. Um, you know, they she was considered the Egyptian goddess of war, which is interesting. Mm. Um, the destroyer of enemies, and I always call in my Pashant aspect, um, for safety, right? And I actually didn't know that in. In Egypt, she was considered the goddess of war. But when I was in Egypt a few years ago, I um, went in 2020, right after um, Egypt opened, right after, well, it wasn't, I mean, anyway, it wasn't exactly after COVID. We were like the only people there. But um, you can go into, get a private viewing of this beautiful full-size statue. And um, you look in her eyes and it was, I, I got a clear audience message and it was so powerful and so moving. I literally had to kind of just go from standing in front of her. I was with about 20 people. I was right at kind of standing at the front and I just got this energy and this download and just the love was phenomenal and the connection wow. was phenomenal. I literally kind of walked over and leaned into a corner of a wall. I was like, I needed to be, I was so overwhelmed by the love and the energy and the connection. That's how I felt. I was extremely wow. overwhelmed. Oh, look at that. That's, 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 see, now that's not it though. That's, exactly. But that's but, just one version. That's second. Yeah. That's one yeah, version of her. There's so many. Had flat face. It was flat faced more more lion like that's more cat what you showed which is really cool i mean I, that is a really cool um picture but yeah. that's like you know and this this too was just it was robed and just more it was just the epitome of calmness the mm -hmm. like yeah. well like, and again they're like there it's a whole you know race of being so um there's a lot more than one, right? So they look different. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. aspect that, and, and again, the, the, the looking through the the pictures as as we're talking, I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. There are so many different versions of segment, and yeah. it's it's like it's like the Bible. There's so many versions of it. It's, it's somebody yeah. singing it. So it, it gives you a name of of the being. So this is what I think is like. Right. Yeah. So that's lovely. And of course, so to us, I would not say, oh, that means that Sekhmet is an Akashic record keeper. But what the what that is speaking to you in you is who you have been and where you have been and where you've lived, right? So it's a connection to your soul in other time, space, dimensions that your lives on Sirius, on the dog star, that you... Um, have ancient Egyptian connections, even from Sirius to Egypt. And so it's partly about who you are. That's I always think too that, yeah, when, when we like things, okay, like if you like a certain animal, you like a certain uh, time period, like, you know, I've always loved Egyptian 
things since I was a child. I was so addicted to it. You know, I was looking at everything all the time. I was reading, 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 um, drawing, drawing the symbols, drawing, you know, different things and um, just blown away by hieroglyphs, you know, uh, just all of it, you know. Um, but then, then, so you know that that's going to be some kind of, some prevalent part of your life, um, you know, and other people are drawn to so many different things, but that's, that is what race is, you know, it, we're not all the same and it's, we don't, we can't be the same, you know, we all, we're, we're a, a wheel, we're the cog, you know what I mean? And, and it all works together because we're all so different. We all have our different gifts, you know, so as, as a society, they, we need all these different gifts to make a society, a people, whole people, not races and this and that people mm -hmm. work, you know, and there shouldn't be a difference on, I think, on race, you know, because we are people. Well, I, there is, there is no difference for the human race. Yeah. But we've been everything. Again, yeah. imagine that you've had over four or 500 lives here. You've mm. lived in every part of the world. You've been every shade of color on our planet and, and yeah. more because I would say that from the record keepers, they say um, many, many of us used to come to Earth either as aliens, right? Like, you know, we have Atlantis 50,000 years ago, you know, Lemuria, we were different kinds of beings, mm -hmm. weren't this, you know, we weren't this version of human. We yeah. have a variety of versions of human, um, human hybrids, right? All of this. So, mm -hmm. I mean, again, they're really, we live in a dualistic world, which we're partly trying to undo because when we get stuck in right, wrong, good, bad. This is what creates wars. We have to come to a place of equality and equanimity and love so that we can move from war to peace and eventually mm -hmm. awakening, move yeah. out of the dualistic um, way of thinking because it's part of the program. And this is all information I get from the record keepers overall. And you would think that we would learn our lesson, you no. know, and it just, I don't understand why there are still wars. Why did Russia go and attack? Why is all this going on in the mm -hmm. Middle East? Why, why is this still happening? And, and what I don't like is also <laughs> people make you, there's people out there and, and I know a few that try and make you choose a side. And I can't. I have never. I am always the one who sits on the fence and shows you both sides of the fence. When it comes to, you know, when your children come to ask you a question, I wouldn't tell them what to do. I would show them both sides of the fence. If you do this, this is what might happen. If you do this, this is what might happen. So for me, with all the stuff that's going on in the world, um, I, I'm still, I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to show you both sides, good and, good and bad. Yeah. You know, it's like how many people were so, oh, my God, COVID's shutting the world down. It's it's a horrible thing and yada, yada, yada. But I look at it going, hey, it, was a good thing it shut it a lot us of people, people down, but yeah. it brought the world back to life. There was things that came back that never, there's dolphins in, in, in the Italian canals. You know, there's things that we that we would never happen because we we're so busy polluting everything. 
Right. There's a city over China that supposedly people had stopped wearing masks because the smog had stopped showing over their their covering their city because the right. the, the business is shut down. I'm it sorry. I loved it. I, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was an amazing thing. But you know, right. not not that we had to get sick, but the point was oh, that no. people that you know calm down, meditate, start doing yes. yoga, all those things. I traveled to to um to uh, three different pyramid um, complexes on three different continents in nine months during COVID no. because I could and it was things were open and they were quiet and it was phenomenal. Mm. So, but energetically, when you start to think of you yourself as um, an energy being that holds wisdom, holds codes, holds keys, Yep. We as humans often go to sacred sites to activate some of those keys or. Mm -hmm. so well, I the felt, pyramids, yeah, the pyramids you know, are amazing because they are how they are built, how they are constructed, what they are constructed upon. All the pyramids emit the same amount, same wavelength of energy out of the tops of those pyramids all around the world. Right? Yes. How is that possible when they were built? How long ago? Okay. Mm -hmm. But all these pyramids and then these pyramids that are still buried. Yeah. Okay, it's amazing. You know, and and they're, they're still out. admitting that energy. So they're you can clear the clear clear the planet of people. All right. Yeah. Now you have just the glow. Okay. <laughs> right? And you have these pyramids and all of this energy coming around. Okay. It's like a communication. Yeah. I, I agree mm -hmm. that, you know, when we can, if we can get it as we get it all reactivated again, you know, that is that can create that beautiful um, energetic net of higher vibrational energy. So mm -hmm. I was in just in, in all of the pyramids and all of the sacred sites. And then I was in Chichen Itza in um, the Yucatan, it, it, the, the pyramids there, Chichen Itza's pyramid. And then I went to Bosnia. And Croatia went to the Bosnian pyramids, which are buried under earth, but you mm -hmm. can see them and there's tunnels. So, so if you imagine that um, I'm carrying energy around the planet to help activate these different. Oh, yeah. yeah. But what else is activating them too is, is the planet shifting, right? So when oh, these pyramids were built, all right. And all these right. things, these ancient things too, South pole, North pole, all these things. Right. Okay. Um, there are these locations on the planet that things are getting activated now because they are in the same place that they were in 10,000 years ago. All right. So all of a sudden they're, they're aligning and they're activating and people are like, Whoa, what's going on? Well, well realignment of everything, right? That's yeah. why we have a dawning of, of a new age, why we're moving into a golden age and all of us, it's like, you know, I'm not saying I'm special, you know, I may be a little bit more unusual, but I'm not special because going Very to the pyramids, you know, energetically, I know I've been around kind of forever, a little too long, but anyway, um, you, you know, in all these different yeah. ways. So, so, and I'll do it. I listened. I, you know, every three yeah. months I was going to another country. That's like actually a lot of work and, you know, time and it is, but it's amazing. I, 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 I energy. Yeah. And I envy you that you can do that, you know, and uh, and that would be a great book to write about just that, just just those experiences and what mm -hmm. you did, what you did, when you did it, how you did it. And 
you know, track that energy flow, that would be an amazing book. I would be very interested to read. You <laughs> well, know. well, see, I haven't started. Well, I actually did start book five about two years ago. It's actually about quantum healing through the Akashic Record. So um, we'll see what shows up for the next one. You know, maybe there's some of those stories, maybe some more, you know, because again, things are opening. And when we go to sacred sites, when we do meditation, when we do, um, you know, sacred prayer, um, you know, for ourselves, for the world, for humanity, you know, mm -hmm. prayer um, to bring more energy and light to the earth and all of these different things, everything continues to awaken and to lighten up and, and we are realigning. And so to me, it's very much about realigning ourselves to our highest, yeah. you know, our higher self, but truly up into the Akash, up into the quantum field of source. Right, right. Yeah. This is yeah. powerful just, stuff. Just I hope you guys are understanding the, how powerful this, this, this really could totally yeah. is. Mary Jane says, weird, the volume on my phone just lowered on its own. Okay. Well, energy. we noticed energy. her energy. <laughs> yeah. All right, this, this, this was here. I, I was curious to know how or if a human, uh, a hybrid human, an AI will evolve with our, I would imagine, our world. Suddenly we seem ancient. That's, that's kind wow. of a... Yeah, it's a great, great question. So um, the way I get it in the Akashic Records is that, you know, we have been, we have had galactic wars. They have been because of misuse. We have, you know, Atlantis and Lemuria, which both um, misused science and and um and we've blown ourselves up so it's really really important that we really pay attention to the science to the gift and um not kind of repeat again not repeat <laughs> yeah <laughs> not repeat yeah, like, you know like, both kind of patterns absolutely so um I'm not the biggest fan at the moment because I don't think people are paying that much attention and you we're moving so fast. Um, and, you know, and in the end, we're all infinite souls. So, you know, uh, if we create another Atlantis or there's another big, you know, um, explosion or war or something, you know, Many of us will leave the planet and some of us will stay and we'll carry on and go back and recreate another version of humans or we'll carry on. But it's like a perpetual the, the trauma well, that you're about. Trauma are blocks to freedom, right? That you have a whole chapter on that. Right. Okay. But the, the important thing is, is that where we finally are now energetically aligned to the galactic center, our, our mother Gaia, the sentient earth that we're on is awakening. So she's becoming enlightened. So mm -hmm. um, I don't think that we cannot be enlightened in the end, because if you're riding on an enlightened being, it's going to affect you. <laughs> so, right. And in, in, yeah in context of it being close to it you know and, and you're gonna get sucked in you know that's what i'm saying don't sit on your laurels don't sit back and say oh well i can't do anything because you can you know yeah. there's yeah. a part of this community that is worldwide this awakening that is worldwide this energy because we're energy and the energy that we can feed as positive energy and and you know not negative 
we got to stop the negative. The negative is driving me nuts. I mean, it just, yeah. you know, it's easy to get sucked into that, you know, and, yeah. but it's just as easy to get sucked into the positive, you know. Into the Akashic record. So, so um, it's a great example. The record keepers, when you open your record, so this is something that's kind of an interesting um, piece is that, when you learn to read the records, when you when you learn, you know, one of the access prayers and you and you open your records, you're actually inviting yourself to connect and to align to the Akasha, to the wisdom of your ancient soul. And you feel the love. You feel the peace. Mm. When I do readings for clients, I'll often say, I'll bring them into the Akashic record, into that column of light with me, because I want you to feel it. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, what, what does that Sign feel like? Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> you, know, say, you know, it feels like love or peace or calm or what, you know, whatever, however we translate it into words. But I tell my students, just open your records for 20 minutes, 30 minutes every day, sit in the peace, ask for clearing, ask how I can best be of service to myself, humanity, my family, my community. Mm. You know, um, how can I be of service to the world and yourself? Not, not you what yourself? are you going to do for me, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that what, does. what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for me? It's like, even if you're, if you're going to offer something, well, who yeah. do me, you know, instead, it's like, oh. right? Right. So you get to be in the energy and the vibration and being that, living that, things mm -hmm. literally start to shift because yeah. you are holding that energy of light and love, you know, for yourself, for your soul, for your family, for the people around you. People feel it, right? Like maybe mm -hmm. the volume going down, that's high vibe will, sometimes the call will drop, something will happen, the phone will die. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. energy that you're, um, it's you know it's different than what you <laughs> yep. now earlier in the show you were talking and talking and talking we could hear your voice perfectly but you were freezing and then to me that was all this energy because you're really exuding all this energy and i think it was affecting that however it wasn't affecting the sound so we could get your message you yeah know? and i think right. that's i think that's important to for people to understand yeah. too and notice yeah. how energy affects different people and different, yeah. um, like Mary Jane's phone sound going down, you know, yeah. attention. Right, because I'm so, I like, am always so enthusiastic. People be like, you yes. know, I'm so excited. Yes. I love what I do. I love this energy. I love the and message. And it again, she says. Yeah. You know, help humanity. And, and so I'm a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's an energy. Those are those are energy things that are, are connecting all of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is a this is a great energy to be connecting to because I can feel it. I don't know mm -hmm. if you can feel it, Mama, but I can feel oh, it. Yeah. From I mean, she's yeah, yeah. You know, love, a lot of love. Right. That's what that's what you know. To me, my intention. She's you talking know. to the people I want to be talking to. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you one other thing too. We only have 15 minutes left. Where did this time go? You talk about you talk about a you reference what you call a pearl necklace. Oh yeah. So I thought this was kind of a, a cool thing to yeah. touch on. What is yeah. this pearl necklace? So 
Of course, you know, I ask the record keepers a million questions, if you can imagine, you know. I would do um, And I say, you know, like. We drive them nuts. <laughs> but good, they don't have an opinion. They don't care. <laughs> Perfect for me. <laughs> but so I'd say, you know, like, what is your sole purpose? What does that mean? You know, how, you know, what's a sole purpose? Yeah. Um, and they and they'd say just imagine you know you've had again 500 lifetimes and in five of those or 10 of those or 50 of those you have been honing a gift right and and some kind of specific gift and if you imagine that each lifetime that you were really able to actualize to hone that gift showed up energetically like a pearl necklace. And so you have the pearl necklace of that lifetime, um, say, where you were a hands-on healer. Another lifetime, maybe you were a teacher in an ancient mystery school and you actually taught healing to your students. Maybe in another lifetime, you were a, a high priestess in ancient Egypt. And again, all about healing, healing all these different lifetimes. So you, if you took all of those um, kind of actualized lives where you were on task, doing what you came to do, actualizing your, your gifts, if each of those lifetimes showed up like a little pearl necklace, that would mean that by the end of 500 lives, you would have a beautiful, they're kind of big pearls, so they're not little tiny pearls. <laughs> You would have a beautiful yeah. pearl necklace as the healer. And yep. so most of us, again, you take um, those 500 or 600 or 1,000 lifetimes, and you would have a half a dozen pearl necklaces kind of in your Akashic record or in, you know, um, the energy. So when you're coming back to the earth and you're saying, boy, I want to come back and what am I going to do? What do I want to bring? What do I want to actualize in this life? Mm -hmm. And so you would look at those, you know, half a dozen or dozen pearl necklaces and you'd be like, oh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to bring the healer with me. And, you know, I'm going to bring the author with me. Oh, and I'm going to bring those lives as an Akashic record keeper so I can help them. I can hear them. I can help them, you know, um, uh, bring this information through. So, you know, um, and then maybe I want to be the divine mother. Maybe I want to have a family and hold that really divine feminine energy. So I'll bring my, the, my divine feminine or divine mother necklace mm. with me. So I've gathered these four necklaces. Yeah, right? Important too. You know, people are always like, you know, oh, oh, you're just a housewife or you're just, you know, you're just a mom. It's like, just, just right. come on. That's like the biggest job on the planet. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we pick these or, you know, the, the divine mother or the divine father. Absolutely. There's huge patterns that we're working on um, completing on the earth, which is about rebalancing divine feminine and divine masculine. Because yeah. they've been so out of balance for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Right. And that's part of the warring problem. So um, we need to, every one of us has a masculine channel and a feminine channel. And so when we can start mm -hmm. to balance them in our body mm -hmm. and balance them in our lives, in our relationships, um, balance them in our families, all the different kind of ways and places we can start to bring this 
again, energy into balance, into equality, um, then, you know, as one person, you're doing something really huge. That's a big deal. A lot of yeah. times people say, it's just me. What, what can just I do? Exactly. You know, a lot of drops makes an ocean. So exactly. Every step is a step forward. Every movement, every step, everything is a step forward. So every little tiny, if somebody says, well, I can't do anything, everybody can do something. Everybody contributes. They, you may not realize the extent of your contribution, but somebody else might. Exactly. And because just your beingness, right? Yep. We are energetic beings. If you are an energetic being of love, people feel that. People start to match that. Right. We're magnetic, beautiful beings of light. And and if I can be um, love in my family mm -hmm. and my kids catch that as a way of being and a way of feeling and, and then they're going to start to also ripple that love out to their friends, to their families or to, you know. Mm -hmm. And so just the one beingness, just that is it is the simplest piece in the world, right? To be love, right? To be kindness and compassion and forgiveness. And if if we all were just love, yeah. <laughs> we would have no war. We would have no challenges, right? We would have yeah. no murder. We would yeah. have none of that. Yes. Oh, what was this? What was this? Uh, the exercise on reflection, right? Uh what changes in your life would you want to see if, if you uh, consciously released your unconscious karma? Right? In in which areas of your life do you feel you have unfinished karma? Um, but these are things like that. Like it's 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 a reflection of you know um, all of that, and then you you go on for a prayer of forgiveness. Right, that's huge. Because that brings you to that step, to that place that you were just talking about, that love, that that unconditional place. You got to learn by here, you know, and you got to forgive yourself before you can forgive mm -hmm. other people. And you got to, you know, and you have to take responsibility and you have to take blame and you have to do all these things and all these steps to get to that point, too. So it's a work. It's a work, you know, and it's progress. And you're going to have setbacks and no one is perfect. That's why we're human. We're not perfect. Exactly. You know? Right. But, right. but you can do so much, you know, when that dark cloud comes, all right, it's going to come for everybody. All right. But well, you don't that, have to follow in it. And that, that beautiful prayer, the prayer of forgiveness, the record keepers gave us a long time ago. Um, I have seen miracles happen from people who have done it for, you know, a week, a, a month, a year. Mm -hmm. But they've seen huge changes in their lives. They've had people who have been angry with them. I, I had one um, student once who came to me because he was just at his wit's end. He was in business with his brother and his brother had been angry at him for 15 years. Wow. 15 years. He said, I don't think I can keep going to work. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't, we don't talk. We both go to work. We work in our own offices, you know. And he said he did that forgiveness prayer every single day. He did a reading with me, the record keepers. We did a bunch of clearing, energetically clearing and emotional pain and different traumas and different things. And the record keeper said, do the forgiveness prayer every single day for as long as it takes. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, I will, because I cannot live this way. 
And six months later, he emailed me and he said, it's a miracle. My brother walked into the office and he said to me, well, I guess sometimes you just have to forgive. And that was that. Wow. wow. Nice. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. But yeah, amazing. yeah, gratitude and forgiveness are like, you know, besides love, are like such huge things. And fear. All right. I got to add fear in there too, because fear runs the world, right? Fear of everything, you know? There are certain fears that are good. I'm oh. sorry, but there's the bear in front of me. I can be smart and I'm going to move my tail feather and get out of the way because I'm afraid. Yes. And there's some people who have a, a, a non. Yeah, there are healthy fears and there are unhealthy fears. So but would you consider a, a fear of spiders healthy or unhealthy, Gina? Healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I love to tease her about that one. If it's a poisonous spider, I would think it's very healthy. Okay. Exactly. That case, yeah. Exactly. Well, right. But I like your life. Like, it's probably yeah. a good health. Like exactly. But I mean, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go any further now. <laughs> I love you, Mama. I love you. But but I mean, but these, but these human emotions do rule us, and yeah. you know, and debilitate us or set us soaring. You know, right. mm -hmm. so it's like it's it's what you choose, but. But to overcome the fear and everything, it's the forgiveness and the gratitude, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So forgiving, I mean, in the in the back of this book, I've listed every one of the um, prayers. I don't know if you can see that, but it's just a long list of what they all are um, on and the page. So, you know, um, uh, prayer to release illusion, prayer of acceptance, um, prayer for Mother Earth, prayer to release cancer. I mean, honestly, so much of our illnesses are based on mm -hmm. um, uh, stuffed emotions of really burying our emotions, our fear, mm -hmm. yeah. our traumas, and and our hurt, our upset, our anger around it, right? So, so yeah. prayer to release grief and loss, you know, I mean, you need to experience it, but not stuff it. And right. then there comes a yeah. time where, you know, let's acknowledge and, and, and be grateful for the relationship, the learning, the growth again. Yeah. So in prayers, prayer, you can use a different word for prayer too. You can say a meditation. Okay. Because it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it, it's putting yourself in this state. So, you know, people don't know how to meditate. It is right. a prayer. A meditation yeah. is a prayer. It is. Yes. It's a conversation. Whether you're having yeah. a conversation with yourself, your higher power, or just it's it's a connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, they're they're cute because they're short and kind of easy in a sense, right? So I want, this. This. I want all your books. I want all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like asking, you know, divine source or mother God, you know, mother yeah. God is God, whatever, you know, please remind me of the simple pleasures of life that support my happiness. The rays of light on my skin, the hug of a loved one, the laughter of a child. I am happy throughout my day. And so it is. Right. That's the prayer for happiness. I love it. It's not, I'm not begging like anyone to make me happy. I'm just saying, I know I am happy. I can remember all the little things, that mm -hmm. giggle, that puppy, that kitty, that yep. person. Yeah. Yep. And right? that will dissipate that black cloud in no time at all. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like somebody once said, how do you get out of your head when you're in a bad mood? For me, it's baby giggles. 
I go over to YouTube, I type in baby giggles, and that's all I do. I get like 30 minutes of baby giggles. Don't even have to watch it. Just puppies. listening to their giggles. Oh, puppies. my gosh. Well, you have to <laughs> yeah. see puppy. Yeah. Baby giggles, you don't have to. If I just get yeah. out of my head and stop looking with my eyes, and, and as I call it, looking with my ears and seeing what I, you know, getting what I get. You know what and else makes me really happy? People send me all these things like uh, they'll see a fox thing. And they send yeah. us in a message like, oh, I just saw this box and thought of you. I saw this and I thought of you. You know, I saw this, this, you know, a book cover or a, a blanket or a shirt. Or what, I don't even care what it is. Just a cute picture of a fox. And they're like, I thought of you. I freaking love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, you're in people's hearts. It's so lovely. But I mean, yeah. that really is, you know, these are, these are, you know, really, again, part of our intention is is how do we shift our energy in our body? How do we shift our mm -hmm. vibration from low vibrational emotions, right? From shame, mm -hmm. blame, guilt, anger, hurt, mm -hmm. upset, right? That's kind of very low, dense, thick energy. How do we bump up to, to love or at least to happy or to giggles or, you know, mm -hmm. to be a sunset or maybe you're petting your cat or it doesn't matter, but you're shifting your vibration. Yep. And that's what that's what matters. And so finding all those ways that we can continually shift our vibration. I, of course, say, you know, learn to access your Akashic records. Simple answer. You open your records and just be like, you know, like wrap me in this divine energy, which is, you know, love and above. It is 500, mm -hmm. 600. You know, it takes us into joy and to peace and to love. So Learn to access your records. Classes, right? Because this yep. is actually and this is it. This is all the books. Okay, <laughs> all her books here. Akashicknowing.com. Please, please, for the love of God, look her up. Yes. Okay. Now and I've got enough links in the chat room. Y'all know how to do that. Just click on it. And that's what I make sure that it's, it's a simple thing. No copy and pasting. You're gone. There. Boom. There you are, right? takes you right yeah. there. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Magic. Yeah. And and if you're in uh, the California area, mm -hmm. go see her in the Common Sentience group of people, group of amazing people. Again, look those people up because they all have uh, great, great books all to help you. All to help you. Like, just amazing. Right. It's a whole new primer, right? Um, Ariel, who it's sacred stories com. If you go there, that you'll find the, the whole group of common sentience books. I think we're up to number 14 or so. We're going to have 15, 16 coming out. So it's like the encyclopedia of, of spiritual information from everything from obviously Akasha. What was, what and, was the name of that site again? Sorry. Oh, um, sacredstories.com. So you spell it yeah. common sentience. It's a yeah, little this bit is, This is one here too, right? right. Oscar, shamanism. Um, shamanism. I mean, the, the, all these books are, are that whole realm. It, it just, right. You just Illegal, have to look at Yes, everything. Animal signs, all of this are spiritual wisdom that is useful, mm -hmm. especially as we're going forward and mm -hmm. you know, realizing like, some people get signs, right? It might be those like butterflies or a fox. Yep. These are signs. So there's a whole book about signs and recognizing them. 
there is a yeah. whole book about nature and our connection to nature and, and and how to deepen that connection to our dear mother earth to gaia herself to animals right so yes it's it's a wonderful wonderful it is, story it's, it's so. everything it's everything yeah. and so the, Lisa, the link is in the chat room for the sacred stories website guys yeah, yeah and we are we are we are at the end of our two hours that yeah. flew wow. by yes. flew <laughs> i absolutely adore you i've learned oh. a lot i really have i didn't i didn't know a lot of these things i'm just like i i'm very impressed with the layout of your book with this you know even though i have it only on the computer i need to get book in hand but i, I you know i'm so intrigued I, I would love to do a session with you and i do hope that everyone does um follow up, uh, follow you on Amazon because you can follow yep. you know, people, um, yeah. read yeah. reviews, write, write a review, um, all yeah. of those yeah. things. Yeah. But check her out, um, akashicknowing.com. Um, please, please, please do that. You know, because it's, it's good for us. It's good for our planet. And uh, we, we we must say goodnight. Please hang with us just for a minute. All right. But everyone else, um, please share the show. Okay, because it was a lot of a lot of information going out of here tonight. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna help someone somewhere. So please, please, please share the show, and uh, we will have our audio um, uploaded tomorrow. So there'll be a lot of audio only venues that will be getting this show after tomorrow as well. And then check us out on all of those too. But for now, Mononote, everybody, love you much. Thank you. We thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D. We are here every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you a variety of guests. Streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, as well as our Anchor Audio venues. We hope you enjoyed our show and our guest, and we would love it if you would go to our YouTube channel, The Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D. Subscribe and definitely hit that notification button to never miss a show. We'll see you all next week, and subscribers, watch for our pop-up shows as well. <laughs>